All right. Uh, let's see. This is uh, Puritan Otaku. Um, so, uh, thank thank you for anyone who's joining me today. Um, trying to do the live stream. Uh, hopefully that's not causing any problems, and if it is, someone will be nice enough to. say, hey, the volume is too loud, or something like that. Um, but, you know, uh, it is short notice, so not, not too worried. Uh, anyway, hopefully this will go a lot better than it did in my, uh, uh, I guess, episode one. This will be episode two of uh, Puritan Otaku Radio. So, uh, I just wanted to do this because uh, today, because as you can probably hear, my voice is getting pretty, uh, kind of bass-like, more, more, uh, so, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so I may not have a voice tomorrow, uh, so hopefully that'll, because uh, uh, I've come down with something of a cold and uh been a few and I there might be a span of a few days where I'll sound like a chain smoker not not the best type of environment to do uh uh um uh stuff in me Really should have done more announcements stuff. Let me just see if. Anyway, uh, but anyway, uh, so okay. Hopefully that's got everything. All right, did the proper notifications and so forth. Uh, Kind of, sort of. Uh, so, uh, ah, lost my train of thought. Okay, so anyway, it's uh, twelve twenty-four at my local time. Um, so, I'm going to. Unlike the first episode that went on way too long, um, I think it was an hour and twenty minutes. And I, I, I don't know what the deal was as far as like with the uh, MP3 file for the episode one. Uh, I was able to listen to it on my computer. Um, uh, finally, uh, when when I uploaded it to YouTube. Uh, I had to, for some reason, my my phone liked that MP3 file, but nothing else did. So I I had to download some software stuff to get just all that stuff, and I actually had my phone on plugged uh, uh, plugged in doing the uh, 
uploading stuff and all that, uh, my was asleep because uh, it took a lot longer <laughs> to get that stuff set up than I than, it sh than I uh, thought it would have. Uh, time flies when you're having fun messing with tech problems. Anyway, uh, moving on. And, uh, oh, before I forget, because I'll probably for, <laughs> I guess I didn't say this first time, if there's any questions or anything, uh, or if you have ideas for maybe a future topic, since I've done the, since I now have the official YouTube channel up, so I've kind of, uh, I guess I'll be doing this for regular account for a while and then. If it doesn't work out, I'll just they'll just be a YouTube channel that gathers collects dust, like so many of them. <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, but you know, any feedback or anything like that. Uh, for if you have any questions, uh, ideas for topics that you'd like to see discussed or anything like that. Uh, and I need to cut out cut out the us. Are the ums? Well, uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So if you have any questions or anything, let me know. Uh, I'll actually try to see if I can, you know, if I'm actually get get you know. Uh, everyone's probably like Monty Python that Monty Python where it's saying, "Get on with it, yeah, get on with it." Um, so, if, uh, so, any ideas, questions, uh, contact me in some form, either Twitter, Facebook, whatever, uh, uh, Twitter's pretty quick as far as short stuff, uh, although I, they do like the direct message, so you wouldn't be caught by 140 characters, and just, if you send me something... Uh, unless you indicate otherwise, I'll assume you don't want to mention it or, or, or identify yourself. Uh, unless you're like doing tweet at and it's a public thing, in which case, well, it's in the public, so I'll just read it. Um, anyway, that, that's just kind of how I'll run that. Um, so yeah. Uh, so, getting on to something useful, because uh, I, I honestly, my initial plan for today, because I did want to record something today, like I said, the voice thing with the cold, so I'll probably be feeling better tomorrow, but I'll sound worse is the issue uh, but I wanted my and, and I'll still go through with this so and like I said particularly with this one this will be a good topic for people to send in questions and so forth uh, or, or your comments on it but talking about uh, uh, next I'll be talking about as far as music uh, how should a Christian uh, look at 
music, analyze songs uh, as far as lyrics, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I actually plan on going through some songs, or well, the lyrics anyway, and then just kind of, we're going to go through them. Uh, and so, hope so. Hopefully, that'll you know that'll be a good series. It'll probably end up taking about two installments because I'm going to be sticking close to the, uh, either uh, about four. Uh, the way I've said it is about forty minutes. So. One o'clock my time, I'm going to be getting the shut up, wrap it up type to myself, you know, uh, thing. Uh, if, um, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, that basically I'll have 50 minutes, or not, not 50 minutes, that I'll have 10 minutes to wrap it up, but even as far as like the 30 minute thing, I'll be kind of okay, need to wrap it up, so uh, definitely to make sure I don't go over an hour and I shouldn't be going over 50 minutes in the course of a thing so I'll be doing that music bit in probably two parts so uh, audience participation on that one would be greatly appreciated uh, once I get in, I probably won't have be able to interact and stuff like that as far as if anyone wants to do it because I'll be trying to do the live stream stuff and I'll try to do stuff put up I'll be doing it this time ahead of time uh, next time because uh, cause last night I didn't, wasn't aware I would be able to do this really, so but now I am so uh, I'll get on with it and uh, leave everyone enough time to uh, watch the live broadcast of The Dividing Line. Which, not sure what time it is today. Anyway, some, someone can, I'm sure someone knows. Uh, anyway, as far as what we're talking today, and I will restrict myself to one topic from this point forward. Uh, <laughs> Uh, unlike last time, my episode one was a demonstration and how not to do a podcast. Anyone who goes through that on YouTube, uh, now that that's up, and if they want to do that, uh, wow, you are a trooper if you do that. <laughs> uh, it's a case study in rabbit trails um, among other things so let's see. Uh, like to start out with uh, uh, second Corinthians or as some brilliant people have called it two Corinthians uh, so second Corinthians uh, chapter 4, uh, verse uh, 
uh, verse 7. No, wait. Yeah, verse uh, uh, 7 to verse 12. No, wait. I was thinking it's... Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 4, but verse 16 to verse 18. Uh, Therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day, for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are but the things which are not seen are eternal. So, um, with that, um, as far you know, being talked about, um, probably a lot of this are familiar with that. And considering it, and you know, uh, you know, obviously the verse is dealing with, and then the context, you know, of affliction, especially with decaying, in particular, the aging process and so forth, or sickness and the results of living in a fallen world. But considering it. Everything that happens as of the moment, be it being a light affliction, which, as I'll be getting to, be getting into in a moment. Uh, at the time, some of us will be, some of us will probably say, "How is this a light affliction?" Affliction would be a word we would use, but not that light. We would use a different adjective, I'm sure, or, or a number of adjectives. Um, so, but it's one that's being compared in the things as far as now with eternity, of course, which in that hindsight, or well, not hindsight, but looking forward into eternity then you realize, well, this is a drop in the bucket. Or, well, not even that. <laughs> Something infinitely small, which I'm not nearly talented enough to come up with a witty um, analogy. I know Francis Chan has the uh, the rope analogy as far as human lifespan and so forth. and uh, That's a good one to go with. Um, Uh, good illustration, so. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is the problem that, and because, you know, we always like to say verses like this, and we, and we say them um, so much so uh, that they almost become cliched. You know, ones that talk about suffering, and then uh, we have joy. Uh, uh, which 
if we're not careful, instead of encouraging people, can sound just ring hollow. Um, and if you're going through something uh, at the moment, some moment of suffering, at time of trial, or whatever, you know, even uh, well, say a verse, you know, depending on how you use this, and this is, I guess, is where wisdom comes in. Uh, this either becomes uh, uh, if we're careless with it, this first this passage I'm about to read and from James could either become uh, uh, if we're careless with it, at best sound like empty words, and quite often almost kind of a slap in the face if we're not careful. Uh, whether if we would, if we are careful. And know how to use them. And it can be a source of great encouragement. And of course, some of you might be thinking of uh, be thinking as far as what uh, the passage I, I'm, I'm thinking of already. And so, I'll, but it's James chapter one, verses two to four. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So, and now obviously that's, you know, it's providing, well, there's an actual meaning for what we're going through. There, there's a meaning in our sufferings or trials or whatever, as opposed to just, you know, random atoms or something like that. Uh, so, um, now, if we, uh, and I apologize, I, I'm a little bit out of it. Like I said, I have a cold, so please, uh, have patience with me today. Um, I'll be having to take a swig of tea every few minutes, I guess, to keep my voice. Um, so, uh, now, so here's what I guess what I would call this. And now I would ask. Um, do we have a meaningful and thought and thought out theology of suffering? Um, and I don't mean that in like the, you know, why, why is, why is there suffering in the world? So on and so forth. Well, in a sense, that's part of it, but more in general, but more specifically, when I'm going through something difficult, um, 
how do I, uh, you know, how, how do I process it? How do I view it? Um, you know, so, and so I'll get in, and then this is largely as personal testimony. And, uh, like I said, it wasn't my intention today, uh, uh, to do this, but, uh, I felt like it needed to be done and the music thing, while that's important, it, it can wait, uh, four days or whatever, whenever my voice doesn't sound horrible. Uh, this is would probably be more, this is, uh, greatly more important, um, just in general for this to be out there. Um, because living in the fallen world and living in the fallen world, we know, I know that there's people that there's going to be out there that, yeah, you're going through trials, you're going through suffering, um, you know, whether you vocal, whether you say it out loud and ask for prayers, prayers, or you don't say anything, and it can all come in shapes and forms and stuff like that. You know, uh, you know, you could be going through a great di difficulty, and you and God may be the only person who knows it. Or maybe the only people who know it, or uh, individuals who know it, because you haven't said anything like that uh, for whatever reason. Uh, so I'd like to look back a little bit um, as far as the personal in uh, last year. 20, uh, so 2015, because today is January 28, 2016. Uh, I close to being it was it was it was April, and it was uh, uh it, er, it was April the seventh, if I'm if I'm remembering exactly correct correctly. Um. And. I was having lunch with some with a, a couple friends, and we were talking about this issue as far as how, how viewing suffering and so forth, and, and and one part in particular, how do we, you know, uh, how do we treat death, and as far as our practices involving suffering and how we go through death, uh, what is that saying about our theology? What what is that? Uh, what are we what are we saying um, what do we say about our faith in God uh, when we're doing it uh, what are what is our final hope in and because it had been I started to feel very strongly in the preceding in the uh, preceding months you know that the way we typically 
do things, uh, particularly death or whatever, is to just kind of hide it as much as possible. And the way we conduct uh, funerals is very much uh, these days is um, very indicative of that type of thing. Uh, even though we do open casket, you know, we, you know, you know they, they try to get the effect of they look like they're sleeping and uh, all that nonsense. Because uh, I had been to them, you know, obviously I, I'd been to funerals before and stuff like that. And you see the, uh, you see the body there and you remember the person when they were alive and you know instinctively uh, you may say something else or whatever it not not as not to because you're trying not to, to think because you don't know because we don't know how to handle grief America North America we don't know how to handle grief how to handle death because we don't want to think about it because that brings up questions like you know pesky questions about well what about life after death and it's one thing to say to be to be sitting in a chair being you know young 20 year old or 30 year old or whatever your health good health is good stuff like that you're comfortable no one around you is that you know specifically is dying or anything like that you know and you got some stories on the internet but largely you're it's something you can look off in the distance kind of sort of thing um, you know you, you you can talk about maybe if you talk about death or whatever you can come up with all sorts of nice things and all that about it um, but if you actually start to get close to it and you have an ounce of honesty uh, it you start to realize you know that could be me in that coffin right now and then that's when the question as far as is there life after death is this all there is uh, you look at suffering in the world and then even suffering in your own life apart from death and sickness broken relationships uh, and any host of things and if this is all there is if you say seems like we've gotten a bum deal and then I would say yeah if this is all there is kind of sucks I have no problem saying that um, uh, you know, just eat, drink, and be, t be merry, for tomorrow we die. If this is all there is. Um, that would be the honest response. But, normally that doesn't go forth, and I'm, yeah, I got a little bit, but, so, um, I've been thinking about and discussing these things, uh, like I said, this was April seventh. Uh, was the day I was as had any conversation, you know, as far as because that had been uh, impressed upon me. And that evening, 
uh, I believe it was late evening. Uh, my brother came to told came and told me that my grandfather, uh, who had been uh, bedridden uh, for uh, a number of years, uh, and who, as a young child, uh, I probably spent just because of the way my family situated as far as job uh, I probably spent more time at my grandparents house than uh, or well I remember more at least as far as spending time at my grandparents house and uh, um, than uh, with my own parents uh, and I would remember you play with me and so forth and we we still live very close by, um, so uh, little bit different situation than uh, the average person as far as you know, uh, and as far as relationship wise than one finds with uh, people and their grandparents. Uh, you know, I knew mine quite well, uh, or. Um, so, but my, so, my brother came in, grandfather was, uh, unresponsive, taken to a hospice care, doctors were looking at him, uh, and they quickly came to the conclusion that he probably wouldn't make it through, that it would be very unlikely if he made it through the night. So, we rushed up there and one of the first thoughts that came flooding in my head was I'm about to live out the theology I've been talking about. So And if you're wondering what, uh, I know most people use the ESV, uh, and I do, um, but if you were following along, you were noticing the uh, translation sounded different than the ESV, and if you were thinking that, then you were right. Because uh, this is uh, the NA NASB. It's NASB Bible I was uh, uh, been reading from, and what's unique about this Bible is because a it's the Bible that my grandparents gave me as a child, and when and b when I 
uh, went up to the hospital thinking uh, that you know my, my grandfather's about to die I'm paying I, I'm um, you know it, it, it was something we'd been expecting like I said he was bedridden health deteriorating um, but you're still not really prepared for it um, one of the things I grabbed was this Bible um, the other thing was a hymnal um, both of which uh, proved to be a very Um, very important in the coming days um, because my grandfather did not um, well it's a discussion in and of itself but um, my grandfather was still spent the next week in hospice care um, unresponsive complete unresponsive um, uh, whether any interactions or whatever a, a few times or whatever um, maybe that first night maybe they were kind of genuine he could hear us I hope that's the case um, But uh, after that, you know, I, I don't know, you know, they had all this stuff going to breathe for him or well, supplying oxygen. Uh, so I don't necessarily know, you know, I, it, it's a discussion, it's kind of irrelevant, but. You know, I don't know how much stuff was he could hear, how much he couldn't. So, I, uh, me and my family, it had to take turns, but uh, largely it was, uh, you know, kind of spending the next week at that hospital. If you weren't at the hospital, basically you're at home, uh, trying to sleep for a bit. Um, uh, because obviously none of it, it, it so and uh, well and of course he uh, well like I said he it was a week so on uh April the 14th he passed away and uh, was declared dead um, and when we talk about death being an enemy 
and this is why I'm pretty adamant, or even more so today, well, more so now. Um, I was somewhat adamant before, but after this, I was, uh, serious as, uh, one can be. Uh, I, well, anyone who has experienced what I'm about to describe knows exactly what I'm meaning. And if you don't, um, you know, it, it, it's hard to describe. At some point, you probably will experience and then you'll know exactly what I'm meaning. And you'll be like, yeah, that's, yeah. Because um, I was there when my grandfather um, passed away. One moment, he, and it's, you know, kind of like people describe one, one moment they were there and the next they weren't. Because the recognizable change, even just on instinct, you know, is night and day. Um, uh, and at that moment, I knew experientially that death is an enemy. That's... Any talk trying to say otherwise it is just other not is just utter nonsense. Um, it, it's at best something that people try to use other words when they're talking to people that are grieving. Um, that is, it, it's not an intentional lie, but, well, it's it, it sort of, it, it's a platitude that's just so divorced from reality that it, it's, uh, I, 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 I find just insulting. The standard "I'm sorry for your loss" actually makes a, is a may, makes some other comments that you hear at funerals infinitely better, because at least one is an acknowledgement of you've lost something and you can't get it back this side of eternity until you yourself are in that ca are in a casket. And then, of course, that means someone else will be hearing, I'm sorry for your loss. So, now, I say that, um, uh, 
uh, sorry, just checking to see if anyone is wanting to try to comment or anything. Anyway, um, uh, so I, uh, uh, Okay, not as bad as I thought. Um, so, uh, and now I've lost my train of thought, of course. <laughs> uh, okay, let me have a sip of tea. Okay, now where was I? Okay, right. Um, and so I, I uh, have to hurry up this, otherwise I won't be able to get everything I want to talk to because um, uh, I think that, uh, so th there was that and that was quite a shock to, uh, to my system. And, well, someone listening can probably, um, can probably hear it in my voice, uh, uh, as far as how that is. And I, I, I'll do a quick, and I'll do a very brief things that during the time, either because it was happening during um, when basically, well, waiting for, I, I would, there was a week where I was just basically kind of in limbo waiting for, um, the declaration that, uh, my grandfather is dead. There's no way to put that in any other meaningful way. Um, so, uh, or, or any, well, any way that's honest or meaningful, that's just what it was. Um, so, the things that did help me through the grieving process and did not, um, uh, as far as, uh, uh, let me make sure I get the title right. Uh, um, oh yeah, what, what's your, the title? Um, uh, book that was helpful um, uh, it, it's actually by Dr. James White um, uh, Grieving Your Path Back to Peace um, it's on paperback and it's on Kindle Kindle price is seven dollars uh, Amazon price is uh, ten bucks um, 
that's it's short but it's to the point and doesn't when you're grieving you on uh, well at least this was my experience I really didn't <laughs> The, the dancing around things is just, yeah, I, uh, that, so, it, it, anyway, at, at that point, you want to read something that's to the point, hear things that are to the point and honest, uh, even if it's basically saying, uh, this sucks and it's gonna suck because the first thing you do when you go through grieving is basically you you're you're in shock really it hasn't dawned on it it um most the the majority of these things come afterwards uh so uh that was helpful and I particularly remember because um, there were visits and so forth and, and I have maybe it's going back to the thing as far as death and maybe it's just the fact that a lot of the relatives I know are, are, are old so they're just used to it at this point um, uh, there's uh The visits and the th and the words of kindness and so forth that meant the most to me, I know at the time, were from my church, from the people who you know that it's the passage I read in Second Corinthians at the beginning. is more than just a nice platitude. Um, it, it's words that have eternal significance. And the hope in the resurrection is absolutely vital and essential. That's what's helped me. Um, I remember the other thing that I, I during that week, uh, I, I had an electronic device with me just because I mean, basically you were just kind of waiting. That that's what that's what I was doing for a week. Uh, like I said, I was waiting for my grandfather for someone to say, and says, "Oh, your grandfather's dead." Um, so I uh, I honestly would be listening to sermon after sermon. They're uh, all well, not sermon, after, but. I listened to a number of sermons um, that week's whole that whole week is just uh, both surreal and I guess super real if we want to whatever is a term uh, to describe it uh,
and it brought home as far as the importance of being under the word and just how you know um, I'm reminded of uh, you know when everyone had left Jesus after the uh, Sermon in the Mount or uh, uh, one of those uh, um, my head's on today uh, but the crowds had left uh, and Jesus asked the disciples um, I'm paraphrasing here but you, you gotta leave too and the, and the disciples turned to him and said you have the very alert words of life where are we gonna go um, that uh That's, you know, I guess it's, uh, that experience in itself, I suppose, is uh, one as far as taking sermons seriously, um, their importance, and so forth. Yeah, because I remember the funeral, and uh, I was blessed by the fact that when arrangements were being made it was uh, the minister I wanted to preach what would and not because I necessarily you know they're they're probably if they listen to this <laughs> they know what I mean uh, as far uh, you know as far as uh, you know they're, they're you know, they're 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 not they're they're faith local faithful expositor of the word, which honestly is a rarity to say. So, uh, you know, God, God, God bless him. Um, I fully mean that. Um, uh, but one of the reasons I I wanted him to speak was because I know he would say the gospel. And I know most of my family members are probably lost. And if there's any bigger sound or horn, sounding horn or microphone or whatever analogy you want to use to say people, um, you need to be think, taking this gospel stuff seriously. The hope with the resurrection was that mean all that. Um, He, needed, you know, he 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 got in that. Um, he didn't get as long as a, a time as I hope, but he got the gospel message in there, and not the best I could hope for. Because uh, uh, I've been to funeral services, uh, and unfortunately, one of the speakers, as far as uh, uh, that was on the table, as far as. Um, being out there, uh, you know, I, I went to a funeral that they did the whatever pep talk something, um, whatever it was. Gospel was not brought up. If you left there, you would be leaving with the impression that everybody was a Christian. Um, 
So, uh, at, at least I didn't leave that day as far as the funeral. Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I at least had the, um, among the comforts I received, uh, other than, you know, seeing people from my church that actually cared for cared for me and understood and not just family members who show up out of town or something like that and maybe and then they just oh that's the grandson um we better say something nice and and you know not to sure i obviously well intentioned um but um uh uh, I'll just say, um, most Protestant visitations, I, especially when they're open in casket, if we want to go as far as circus performances, um, to pretend like, you know, you have to be reminded that someone's died, there's no greater, um, thing. If, if someone started reading from Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, after they had been kind enough to bring a bottle of scotch or whiskey or something that would have made much more sense than what you typically find not saying you should get drunk when you're in mourning but um uh I, i'm obviously drunkenness is a sin um but if ever a time for a shot of uh, just a, a nice shot of scotch or something uh or appropriate um might might, might be then <laughs> a lot better than the uh, uh whatever I, I i think i've intentionally repressed some of the things i count types of uh, phrases and platitudes i've heard i'm sure someone else can think of them right now like oh yeah uh get got guys at a a, a non-church if you happen to listen to this here's an idea for a game um as because i know y'all like to do the fill in the blank stuff here's one uh worse platitudes to say to the to a grieving person <laughs> some people would say that's tasteless i think it's actually quite appropriate uh, uh, I will say I've never been funnier uh, and you don't have to be uh, uh, happy to be funny in fact uh, generally misery produces the best humor because um, most humor stems from the fact that we live in a fallen world with sin and death and all that stuff um, so uh, uh, I, I, I was never funnier than the, than my therapist appointment right before I went to the, uh, uh, uh family visitation, whatever, at the, uh, funeral parlor. They call it a funeral home or rest home or whatever. That's utter, that's a non, that's a nonsensical statement. It's a funeral parlor. Uh... I swear, I these days I, I would, as far as what I hear, how Mennonites handle uh, uh, death and so forth. I trust 
uh, unless it's people I know quite well and that know me quite well, uh, I would say just let Mennonites handle my funeral. I don't have to have the discussion that death is bad of them. Oh, and we're at the 50 minute point. Okay, uh, well, I really don't want. Uh, anyway, I want to get a little bit further as far as, so I'll just have to do the short version. Because if people want to, you know, people. Well, it's New Year's type stuff has come and gone as far as resolutions. And how was your year? Um, uh, I suffice it to say, because uh, a lot happened in 2015 for me. Uh, uh, so, but I would sum up my 2015 like this. 2015, 2015 was the year that I experienced the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, because we can get into matters as far as interpretation, as far as, well, was the person in the Ecclesiastes a believer? I think they were, um, honestly, because they keep on bringing up God. Or, well, excuse me, the character of the preacher. Um, that's using there, were they a believer? Uh, that's my quick thoughts on that, that, yeah, because they keep on bringing up God. It sounds depressing, and they start things like, well, uh, Abandoning of vanities or whatever, um, and seem to and go about wondering is there a point to everything? And I would say, well, as a Christian, when you've been going through trials and stuff like that, um, have you ever wondered is there a point to all this? I'm asking as an honestly. I mean, there's going to be those times, uh, you know. I, one of the things that bothers me as far as not having a theology of suffering that I, I, I've been using this as a whole funny is because apparently North American Christianity which and the way things have been going and this honestly explained part of this is why there's so many uh, absolute her heresies like the prosperity gospel and all other such of just utter nonsense uh, is uh, because, uh, well, to borrow a par to loosely paraphrase uh, an idea from uh, Dr. Carl Truman of uh, Westminster, you know, it, it's it's got to be like it, it's like Disneyland nonstop over here. Um, you know, we we have to pretend that everything's going great, that everything's, we're all happy. When people, you know, how, how do you say hello? How are you doing? 
do we actually want to know how that person is doing in our how, how is their life actually going out for them because um, there's probably a lot of people that if they were perfectly honest with that question uh, instead of saying that you know fine they'd probably say I'm absolutely miserable right now nothing seems to work out for me at the moment But we don't want to hear that, so, you know, we got, it, it's the fine. It's like, oh, okay, so how are, fine, uh, how are you? Um, uh, you know. Uh, I know uh, in China, I know the greeting or something like that is apparently... Uh, literal rough translation is like have you it basically means have you eaten anything today which is actually a much nicer question to ask <laughs> I guess uh, uh, I, I would much prefer being asked that uh, than some vague nebulous statement about the condition of my situation in life which basically amounts to um why well, are you not dying bleeding on a sidewalk in which case the, the question would be stupid to ask so anyway i uh and you probably say ecclesiastes well but you just had the uh, I, I like i said a lot of stuff um that experiencing death because you have to face rea one of the things that uh, you have to face reality and you have to evaluate your life and look at yourself very honestly um, you know there's a, a first there's a you know there's that godly sorrow that leads to salvation in the uh, uh, worldly sorrow that leads to destruction. Very loose paraphrase there. Still slightly better than the message, but I'm chick. Um, but um, you know, it 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 it's something you remember and keep thing in perspective. because you look at the activities that you do and it, it's an honest and fair question to ask that the thing I'm doing right now whether it's a job whether it's an activity just go down the list is there anything meaningful in it Oftentimes, if we were honest, a lot of the things we we, we get into, get involved with, uh, worry about, uh, are a practice and are a, a demonstration of uh, a cycle of futility. And if someone wants to question me on that, I would, my response would be, why do you think 
psychiatrists and psychologists these days uh, that there's so many of them. Uh, that as far as careers that seem to offer pretty offer pretty good amount of stability, and I'm not, I, I like I I go to a therapist, um, and it's very useful. Um, uh, he's Christian, so <laughs> that's probably most of this. So I don't get nonsensical secularist nonsense. Um, when I bring up a problem, um, uh, and I can actually talk about spiritual problems, which is uh, which I consider a great blessing. Um, and be honest, is or well, not as well. Let the reader understand at that moment. Uh. uh that you know I because well before my grandfather's death I still try to hold on to the fact that I pride myself as an intellectual after that um, you know and also I held some views as far as myself as far as uh, my ability on learning in certain areas where then I had to face facts about some issues which um, um, well you're probably saying well you can process things in a theolog in a theological discussion and so forth to do that pretty well it's like well um, it depends on the context how it's asked and also um, uh, unfortunately uh, there's a number of areas uh, that make it very uh, difficult to difficult well I uh, there are certain things that I'm not able to do unfortunately or that you know I, I wouldn't make it in academia um, which uh, for me if you want to know what as far as what I build it up myself on and kind of pride myself on uh, that was quite the existential crisis of it that I had been kind of putting off and not wanting to deal with so in Ecclesiastes when it talks about learning and then well that doesn't work it's like to a certain extent yeah and if that's what you build up your identity on or build up a lot of what yourself is yeah it's not gonna work it's important um, you know someone who reads Ecclesiastes closely um, it's like does he say there's absolutely no value in learning uh, he, he still thinks it's better to have default, you know, if, uh, to at least have eyes in your head than to not have them. Uh, even though the wise person and the fool are both going to die, it's still better to be the wise person. 
because at least you can see it coming, I guess. Uh, also, uh, you hope wisdom as far as fear of the Lord comes in. Otherwise, it's not really wisdom now, is it? Um, yeah, gotten over the hour point, so I'll uh, wrap this up in uh, uh, five minutes. Assuming I can figure out how to stop a live stream. <laughs> I haven't thought that far. Sorry. Uh, and then as far as work, But what happens when you have a good job, when you have, you know, a nice job, steady job, pays money, but you're absolutely isolated and miserable, and the valid question is, who am I working for? And if the answer becomes yourself, and in effect, uh, and you're miserable, well then that just, t tell me how that makes sense. Uh, you know, once again I have to a ask, please let the, my readers, or well in this case hearers, understand, not misunderstand what I mean. Um, obviously someone who has a family or some, uh, uh, you know, they may take, they'll probably end up taking on, they may take jobs that they hate, they don't, or they don't like them. Um, but I would ask, well, are you working, are you working for someone? In which case, I hope the answer is yes. And then there's something of an actual reason and meaning behind the work. Even though inherently the work doesn't really have much meaning, even if it's something small or whatever. Uh, the meaning is that you're putting uh, food on the table for your family. Um, so, I, uh, well, hope, hope, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think, uh, so, and as far as I guess, well, what did I leave? There, there's a pleasure thing, well, uh, North America, We've got lots of things that distract us and um, things of that nature uh, that even that aren't inherent, that we got plenty of things that aren't inherently sinful uh, to provide entertainment and pleasure and so forth. Um, and even then, If it's just to maybe distract yourself from something or whatever, what's the point of it? What is it? So, uh,
So, uh, I'll end there on my little diatribe. Uh, I'm sorry for going on longer than I thought. Um, unfortunately, I, this is the sort of thing where you can't do like a, uh, part one, part two thing. Um, uh, so, uh, so, you know, in Ecclesiastes, it's, uh, you know, uh, ends with, so this is the whole, uh, once again, I'll be paraphrasing, uh, you know, this is the whole, uh, you know, you know this is the purpose of man, uh, to fear God and keep his, and keep his commandments. Which is certainly true. Because that's what provides, uh, meaning, um, as, uh, New Covenant believers, we would put it in a more positive sense, um, you know, hope in the resurrection, uh, verse I served, uh, verse I served within 2 Corinthians, uh, you know, not looking at the light afflictions we got now and looking towards, uh, uh the future and the weight of glory that awaits us. In which case, our meaning, purpose is determined by God. Um, uh, and our identity is found in Christ. Um, and uh, sometimes we and we all, I think, probably have to learn that experience in an experiential way at some point. Uh, for some people, it may be easier. For others, uh, like myself, you, you get the hard version. <laughs> I think both are hard, but uh, I think there's maybe some people who are been blessed where um, maybe they're uh, they get it a little bit quicker up on the in intake or something. I'm sure there are. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I uh, say all that and this because it's, that's what I used to seem like the spirit was laying on my heart. Um, so, you know, if I, I hope this has not just been me talking to myself um, uh, and you know getting in like an extra th free therapy session or something like that I hope this has actually you know maybe potentially help someone uh, or maybe someone will at least consider how they've approached certain things and so forth. Um, I just want to see if anyone's actually, uh, since I'm live streaming, you know, I don't know if someone, I provided the links, but I don't know if anyone, so yeah, I don't think there's any, uh, 
yeah. So, anyway, uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, I'm sorry things went overboard. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, just like I said, um, you know, best for next time, please have your, uh, or please, uh, I, you know, just in general, feedback is, uh, uh, helpful, uh, you know, constructive criticism. Uh, yeah, I know I've been on too long. I'll, I'll try to wrap up. Uh, uh, and then, uh, 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 as far as, like I said, I'll still plan on, uh, my current plan is for next time we'll be, uh, uh, I'll be t talking about, we'll be going through, uh, music, uh, particular popular music. Um, how should we go through that? Uh, because if you're like me, you've probably heard the same discussion over and over again that, uh, as far as music, that always somehow ends the, in the same where you have one group that's... I can't understand why Christians would listen to that. I don't think you can. Uh, and then another group saying, uh, you're infringing on my uh, constitutional or, or not bleh, not constitutional. You're you're infringing on my Christian liberty, self worth, uh, and maybe there's something of a ceasefire at the end of the discussion on Facebook or wherever it is. But the dialogue, if you're like me, you know the dialogue never seems to go farther than that. So my hope is to get something of an actual dialogue that's meaningful, that's looking at these things maybe how should we consider these look through stuff so but obvious so obviously feedback on that or, or for that oncoming thing uh i'll do that sometime next week hopefully my voice will be there uh uh lord willing that 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 should work out and maybe i'll get this figure out how to use all this live streaming software a little bit better so maybe I can actually do some better stuff than just a uh, uh, photo on a thing. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, really, if you've uh, held on this long, I really appreciate that. Uh, uh, well, I did 10 minutes less than, I, than the first episode. So, and I think there was more content in this one. Uh, at least. So, hopefully it's been a blessing to uh, y'all. Oh, and uh, I apparently at some point, uh, at some point soon, there should be. I should have another article, which will actually be going on, kind of, which will kind of goes in with what I'll be talking about. Hopefully, in the next uh, uh, podcast, live stream, whatever. Uh, uh, that'll be. Uh, beyond at theologymix.com um don't know when they'll publish it um that my punctuation is horrible so i'm sure they've had to hire a crack team to deal with that mess um so thanks again uh you know god god bless god bless y'all uh and uh you know uh 
God, yeah, God bless y'all. Uh, you know, if if anyone out there that's been listening is going through stuff, you know, I I really hope this has helped. Maybe this has helped you, or at least provide some things to uh, look at. Uh, no shit. Oh wait, I did use the same MS. I just lost. Ah, sorry. Uh, so, uh, hopefully this has been a help. Uh, God, uh, just God bless y'all. Um, uh, and uh, so y'all enjoy the rest of the day and. Uh, uh, hopefully the dividing line should be starting up soon, I would think, or maybe in an hour or two. And I haven't cut in that time. <laughs> uh, I know if it comes between this podcast and the dividing line, I know which one's going to win, and it's not mine. <laughs> uh, so this has been a Puritan Otaku at Puritan Otaku Radio. Thanks for listening, and see you around.